Welcome back, you dirtbags. We got Luke and Luke in the separated studios. Luke, what's going on, man? Luke, it's good to be in studio. Uh, we've got a huge dirtbags episode. We, we were talking for like an hour before this. And I'm like, okay, we got to start recording and get this out there because there is so much to go over. Yes. Um, I feel like every time we hop on one of these, it's either before or after that we really get into some good dialogue. Maybe some of the stuff can be left out, but if we could like record those conversations and takes like snippets, people would probably laugh their ass off. They're great. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, usually it's the same stuff we talk about anyway on these, uh, on these pods. It's just like, you know, diving into some personal shit, diving into some business stuff and then getting a little heated and a little passionate, but that's, that's what it's all about. You know, when iTunes used to have like the clean icon and the explicit icon of like oh, yeah. songs ours would be like very explicit whatever compared to what it is now but yeah ours would be rated like my dad's gonna come in and delete that off my yeah. itunes that's yeah. what it's rated <laughs> oh that's good well we got some good we got some good things to talk about i i know we did kind of did a recap before but i think we should start you know, right away with you wanted to kind of jump into a little bit about the phaser side it sounds like you've had some really good feedback from people just kind of reaching out to you and, you know, asking more of what you do. And I think there needs to be some clarification as far as, you know, the services that phaser provides. Yeah, definitely. And a huge shout out to all the dirt bags and dirt baguettes that have been listening to the podcast. I mean, it, it has exploded. Um, just to keep you guys in the know, like we, we hit 2000 downloads in the last 30 days, which has just, Fuck yeah. you know, keeps doubling every single, every 30 days. So huge shout out to you guys. And, Really what it's done is it shows our personality, shows what we do, um, Luke, what you do in business and also our guests that that come on. And what we're trying to do is add value to the listeners, add value to the industry. So um, I've been blessed enough to where I've been getting messages from people. They're like, Luke, we're interested in your digital marketing services. Like, how does this work? Uh, so I told Luke before the call, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of go through a quick rundown just so you guys are a little bit more prepared when you reach out to me and see if it makes sense. But essentially what we do in the simplest form is we help manage um, websites and your SEO for seven and eight figure excavation companies. So um, we've worked in the past with companies that do half a million in revenue. But what we've seen is that the higher they get, once they get past the million, it makes a lot more sense to come in and work with us. But Typically, uh, construction companies, they're working with maybe their local, um, their local print shop that manages their website, or maybe they're working with one of the big agencies, I'm not going to mention names, that doesn't really care for them. And what we are is we only work with construction clients. Obviously, like we do this podcast, we're in the industry, we're speaking at the trade shows. Uh, so it just gives a good relatable marketing side to your construction business. And we can talk construction all you want. Most of our clients, almost all of our clients are in the United States, some are up in Canada, but we're really just starting to expand and kind of be that marketing agency for you guys, for the one to 10 million, especially. And uh, yeah, that's what we do. We come in, we manage your website, SEO, graphic design. We've got our team uh, in-house and we just kind of go from there. So feel free to reach out to me, you know, at phaser marketing is our Instagram handle. And also like, you know, dirt bags, black iron, like we're all connected somehow. So if you get a hold of myself or Luke, like we'll get you taken care of. 
Yeah. And to your point, Luke, I just want to give you a shout out because I know Black Iron wouldn't be where they are today without your guy or with you, without you and your team and same with Western. I know I feel like you guys have really helped us build the credibility through websites, just putting ourselves out there, getting us in front of the right eyes. So again, thank you for, you know, what you guys have done for us. And I, I speak very highly of what you guys do. So anybody has questions, feel free to reach out, like you said. Yeah. And I appreciate that, Luke, but uh, a really good point to what you just said there is it's, we're just only a small piece of your business. You know, we, if we, if you relied solely on us to run your business and get you all the leads you need, talk to all the contractors for you, it's just not going to work. So, you know, it, it takes, we vet our clients pretty heavily, make sure they're doing good work, make sure they're, they're sustainable even without us. And then we come in and just like, um, forge them forward and really supplement the work they're already doing. So, you know, it takes good clients. It takes this partnership and that's kind of why we've gone that route. So, um, you know, pivoting a little bit, but the dirt bags podcast, um, why we built this is to offer these resources to, to you guys. And I had a really good text, um, a couple of days ago that kind of just encompasses everything that we're trying to do. So, um, I had one of my good friends that's in the industry reach out, He's in Illinois and he just said, Luke, uh, do you know anyone that can get me a line of credit for our excavation company? And right away, Luke and I, we have a connection that is connected to all the banks. And so we sent him his phone number. So that is just a really cool example of like, he knows he can trust Luke and I say, who do you guys work with? Who have you used before? Who do you trust? And we just send that referral. So, I mean, Luke, that's really the whole, you know, business plan, I guess you could call it of dirtbags yeah a hundred percent but like like you had said you know kind of going back to the phaser side you know you gain from you know people in the industry i feel like where i kind of come and help build credibility as well is i use these people for my business as well yeah. so i i trust them fully and again i i would go as far as calling them dirtbags partners you know because yeah. they've they've treated us well i know they'll treat other people well so that's where we want to partner with really good companies that we can, you know, share their info with, with our mass of people that need help as well. Yeah. And speaking of that, I'll be careful not to give away any surprises, but oh, yeah. we, we've had some amazing conversations the last week, the last two weeks with some big time big brands. And like, we obviously we couldn't do this without all the dirt bags and baguettes listening. So Thank you because you're putting us in a position to potentially work with some really awesome companies in the industry and provide those to you. So I don't want to spoil anything because nothing's nothing's signed yet, but uh, there's a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, yes. And like you said, we want to partner with these people because we only know that it's going to grow what's behind us as well. And I shouldn't really say like behind us, but what's what we can give other people, right? It'll help grow our brand. And again, we'll have these resources for you guys. So you guys can help grow as well. So I'm super pumped. Yeah. So keep that on the, on the back burner. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll announce it soon, but hopefully we can get something done and yeah, we, we want to pass everything off to you guys as well. So whatever we get done, we're going to pass off to you. Yeah. That's another thing I feel like with a lot of the messages that we've gotten is Excuse me, these four drinks are going down quick and maybe maybe I'm going into AFib. Speaking of that, on a side note, thanks to our unofficial official sponsor of Willie's Distillery, some Bighorn. 
Shout out Willie. Maybe they'll come through eventually. What are you drinking tonight, Luke? Uh, just Old Faithful. We got Maker's Mark. Um, and you know what it looks like? Yeah. Uh, no, actually just the ice cube. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Tashed a, or tossed a dash of bitters on there just to, you know, use that as a good Spice mix. things but, up a little bit. Yeah. Liv, my wife, um, came home with a bottle. Like I was the... I'll, I'll admit this, the last Dirtbags podcast, I was drinking a LaCroix in my mug and it uh, felt wrong. It felt uh, wrong. It, but it's not right. I didn't have, I didn't have any, uh, anything to drink. Honestly, I had no booze left or anything, but my beautiful wife, Olivia came home with a bottle of maker's mark just to set me up for this podcast. So thanks, honey. Shout out Olivia. I love it. Um, Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say on that point. But yes, we got some really good partnerships that are in the works. Anxious for those. Um, Luke, we had some other topics that we were going to go about. I'm going to let you take it because I got some brain fog right now. Yeah, so a couple things. And a little off topic here, but I was a little late to the party uh, listening to Will Schuler from Willpower Excavating's uh, podcast with Aaron. That was uh, I don't... I don't have the exact episode, but it was one of their newest ones on dirt talk. And wow. If you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. Um, yeah, it's willpower excavating on the dirt talk podcast. It was insane. I got through like three quarters of it today and I was fired up that I, I remember listening to that one and the dude's story for how young he is when he driving low boys with a fucking D six yeah, trailer in school. school. I'm like, that is Fuck, that is cool. Matt, like, where do you Matt park? That's a LHS with a fucking low boy and a D6 behind oh. you, locking it behind you. Just to... it, it was cool too because how seems like I've never met him in person. Just seems like the most respectful, nicest guy. I was like, yeah, you, you can't, you can't get mad at this guy. And like he, you know, because he, but he also has that edge and that aggressiveness of like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be successful. But then he whenever he's talking about his past employer or talking about past employees, he always kind of brings it back and like looks at them as humans and, you know, looks at everything. And with respect, I'm like, dude, this guy is, this guy's impressive. So, um, how young you know, he is, it's very impressive. Yeah. And he just, he's going to keep going. And it made me think of this question for today, Luke is in his situation. And I think of you in this situation as well. Don't you think like, it doesn't really matter what business he's running that he's going to be successful. Like it, it just feels like somebody like that with the more like the deep principles of like, this is how I'm going to do it. This is what my mindset's going to be. I'm not going to sit on the couch every day and just watch Netflix, but I'm going to go out and get what I want. It's like, dude, I feel like you could drop him in any business and he would see some form of success. hundred percent. But and really there's no recipe for that, right? Obviously there's people that are more motivated than others. And I get that. That's a whole, that's a whole mental thing. But honestly, I feel like him, it's all about consistency, right? He yeah. was at a, at, he's at a young age right now, but even when he started, he was so consistent that that was just embedded into him to where now it's just like clockwork. Right. And yeah. after that happens, yeah, it just, you know, there's no, there's no, I mean, sure there's up and downs, but if you look at it in like a scalability, it's only up. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Something I could relate to. Um, Aaron was talking to him and he's, uh, Will just kind of said, he's like, yeah, I I don't really have it in a business plan. Maybe I should, but I know I where we're going. And I was like, I know we, so many people that haven't. And I was like, Luke and I've talked about this before, but 
I still don't have a business plan. And I like, I think we're doing fine. <laughs> and I think you're doing fine. And I think we're going to be okay. And yes, maybe like in the future we will have one, but it's not my number one goal. And I think it's just so maybe it's, maybe it's just our type as well, because I know there are people that can't start without the business plan, which I kind of disagree with. There are people that need like an A, B, C, and D step, right? Like they can't in it. And there's no knocking towards them where it is really good to write sure. things down to obviously bring you back and say, okay, this is the task at hand. This is what I got to complete to go to here. But I feel like when you're truly, you know, truly in, I don't even know if it's, a, no, not embrace when you're, when you're truly passionate about what you're doing, I don't think you really need a business plan because you you're loving what you do. You know what you have to do to succeed. And it's, it's you kind of create that world to where a business plan is giving you steps, but those steps probably aren't being followed because what you're doing might have completely different routes in order to get there. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And re relating this back to construction, I mean, you and I had this conversation of, you know, we're, it, it's been great for the last couple of years and, you know, some things, may not be as great moving forward here, especially for, you know, the subcontractor. So it's, you know, it's, it's less about the steps you're taking and more about just these relationships and these, these extra things that we're making sure we're doing and not, I guess the, the way I think about it is not taking things for granted. I mean, yeah. with maybe some contracts that you have or, or with work that you currently are getting, um, yeah, I mean, things, things can change and things will always change. You talk to anyone that's been in the industry for, over five, 10 years, they've had their ups and downs. They, they know kind of what to expect, but it can be tough to, you know, you kind of forget about it when you're going up and then the downturn hits downturn. and you don't get paid from a few contracts. And all of a sudden it's like, shit, how do I make payroll? A hundred percent. And it's, we've been on such an up and up on these last couple of years. And you and I had talked about this briefly before, and I think it's a really good conversation to be had, but I feel like it is such a subcontractor's world right now to where there's no, I mean, it, the work is out there, right? If, if somebody yeah. emails you and says, I got this project to get done, can you get it done? Or can you start at this time? Yep. Perfect. You got the job right yeah. to where I don't, I don't think it's going to be like that here. I don't know if it'll be next spring, you know, next fall, wherever it may be, but a slowdown in my opinion is inevitable, right? Just the way that everything is trending the way that, you know, affordability is going, everything is getting more and more expensive. There hasn't been a huge increase in pay for people, you know, across the board, basically, but, you know, kind of a, kind of an example to that point is we, this literally happened today with us. Um, I was having a conversation, uh, a contractor called us and said, Hey, um, I need this done. Can you do it? Or, you know, we were, we were on a job with them um, and they needed something done. And their previous contractor, you know, is constantly billing them for these things, which to a point I understand, right? A change order is a change order. You obviously, you know, you have to charge for what you're worth, but there is something to be said about working with the contractor to achieve the common goal, right? If even if it's like in our instance, it was we were doing a foundation and we did the rough grade for them, which Honestly, I charge $500 for rough grades. It's super yeah. cheap, but it's not hard to do. It doesn't take a lot of time. And I did it for him and basically was like, yep, no, I'm not going to charge you for it. And he goes, holy shit, my other contractor would have charged me this. 
we have all of their work for next year. All of it. Overdoing something yeah. that minuscule. Like $500 and we'll probably do, you know, it's probably $250,000 worth of work for them next year. And so that was like a big eye opener to me. And like we were talking, I used a different term, but it's, it's, it's not kiss ass season, but it's literally working with that contractor to say, Hey, I'm here to help you get your job done. If there's something that comes up, yeah, I'm going to let you know, and we're going to have to work it out that way. But if it is something small, I don't think there's anything wrong with just doing it right now. Right. Yeah. Cause those little things make big waves. For sure. And yeah, thanks for keeping it PG 13 at least. Yeah, you're but, welcome. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's crazy. Cause you told me that story today. I mean, it just made me so happy because I feel like it's, it's like, you're not even thinking about the dollars and cents at that point. You're just like, yeah, well we got you covered. Like it's yep. just no big deal. Yes. It's 500 bucks, but at the same time it's 500 bucks. So yep. which way do you go? And you're like, don't worry about it. And all of a sudden they're just like, Luke, we, we love doing business with you. You keep it simple. You keep it easy. Like you feel this partnership vibe, take our work for next year. We know you do good work. And it's like, shit, let's do that more often. And I feel like even in, even in my business, totally different, you know, on the digital side, but we'll send people things all the time. We'll send them uh, like merch or we'll send them air fresheners. We'll send them, you know, we'll even do jump on these consultation calls. We'll do all these things for free. And it's like, I don't, I don't even really care because even if you sign on with us in a year and a half, like sweet, that, that little investment or whatever of my time just made big rewards. But the main point is, is that you're not thinking about that. You're not like holding them to it of like, Hey, I gave you this, you give me this. And that's the whole point of just coming, being sincere with people, being transparent, being honest and just be like, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of this for you. And like, you kind of know in the back of your head, you're going to get taken care of as well. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you're given a little to get a little right. And those, those small little things can go a long way, especially, you know, like I said, these last two years, those, these last two, three years, whatever it's been, they are the subcontractors world right now. Right. Yeah. A lot of general contractors, a lot of contractors, they don't have the upper hand to where that's going to flip. Right. And it, it, it's inevitable. It always happens. Like you said, it's a roller coaster. There's ups and downs to where if you work with somebody and they know they can trust you, whether it's something as small as $500, right? Yeah. That says a whole lot. And with them knowing that they're going to remember that to where, you know, say a slowdown does come, they're going to say, Hey, these guys took care of us or these guys did this for us. Let's give them a shot to do this. And maybe that's reaching by saying that, and maybe it was just a one in a million thing, but sure. I do think, now is the time to really kind of lock up your relationship with contractors. You know, you know do a little. maybe, maybe change your relationship status on Facebook, whatever the fuck. No, but I think it, I won't, I won't say what I was going to say, but I really think right now is the time honestly to get on the good side of some of these contractors, right? Because not that they've been taken advantage and I can't say that on sure. my end because we don't take advantage of contractors we bill for what we know needs to be billed for, right? As yeah. every contractor should, but there is some give and take. There is some play. There always is help on either end, right? To where if you give it, you should get it back. And if you don't get it back, that's when you know that's probably a contractor that you don't want to work with. Yeah, dude, that's, that's a great point. And I was trying to think of an example on my end. It just came to me. So last week, uh, you know, I had a, a, a group 
reach out to me and they're, they're big in the construction space, but they're like a nonprofit and they basically bring everyone together and give them resources. And they just reach out to me. They're like, Hey Luke, like we know what your team does. Um, would you mind like potentially helping us with our website for free? And, yep. and you know, they, they probably felt a little nervous asking, cause it's just like, you know, asking somebody to do something for free. But what I thought I was like, absolutely. Like you guys yep. do already do so much for the industry. I was like, yeah, we can certainly jump on a call this week. We'll see if we can help you out because in reality for them to hire somebody or for them to just come to me, which we already do all that stuff every day internally, it ends yep. up being a lot cheaper actually on our end to do it because we already do it in house. So like super grateful that, that they would reach out to me, but that's just kind of that point that we're trying to drive home is like, I'm not really thinking about the future of like, Oh, how many leads are they going to send me if I help them out? It's more of like help out a good cause, whatever, good company, good people more. So at the, at the core, it's like, I really like these people. So yeah, hell yeah, I'll help you out. And then in the, you know, in the way back my head, I know like they're going to take care of me. They're going to send me a few referrals and all of a sudden it's going to be like a 50 X investment where it's like, okay, shit, you know, I can't be worried about that, but take care of your people, take care of your contractors, you know, the people that are actually giving you work that are feeding you. Yep. And it's, and that's not us telling anybody to go do shit for free. Cause that, right. you know, you can't do stuff for free. We, we talk about profitability all the time and you got to be profitable to keep a business. So what, we're, what I'm trying to get across is, you know, don't make these little things such a big deal to where, Honestly, I mean, 500 bucks, is it a, is it a good amount of money? Yeah. I mean, 500 bucks is 500 bucks, but that's something that I know, like we're already profitable on this project, right? I already know my bottom line. My guy was already there anyway, right? He can do it. That's not a big deal. But by them seeing that they're like, okay, we can trust these people, these guys. And I, I always tell people, our job is to make the next person's job easier, right? That includes the general contractor as well. Right. Not just the contractor after us, but that is for the people that are running this project. Dude, that brings up a good thought. Everything on paper seems to always work out well. Right. And then real life happens and Correct. we get, we get a lot of experience with that. So for one, it helps having guests on the, the dirt bags and like yeah. talking about their experiences um, and just really diving into like, relating to these people listening of just, Hey, it's not all perfect, but no. even, I mean, especially you and I, we go through it probably every single day. So it's shit hits the fan quite a bit. Dude. Everybody knows what to do until they get punched in the mouth. I swear to God, yeah. everyone's like, Oh yeah, we can just do this. Then they get socked in the upper jaw. And then it's like, Holy fuck, what do I do? So it's yeah. Like our, again, our, you guys should have heard the conversation before this. And it was, it was, I was going on a rant, but mistakes are going to happen. Right. And when they do, you got to take a step back as a business owner and say, okay, how would I want this handled on the receiving end? How am I going to handle this in a professional way to make sure that I know I get my point across, but I'm not belittling anybody. I'm not, you know, I'm staying professional basically. So that a lot of the time, can be very tough, but just know it's not the end of the world, right? There, any issue that I feel like has occurred from the day to day is never world ending. Is it a setback? Yes, but it's 
it's what makes great leaders, great leaders. And it's lessons that you take from each occurrence that'll just build and build your character. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't go through any of that, it's, it's tough to imagine how you could be hardened and solidified as a leader. If you've never gone through some of those ups and downs and those tough times and those times where you're like, shit, how are we going to make payroll or, you know, just those, those economic downturns too. I mean, just going through it all, like makes you a stronger leader, but it's also like, you got to learn how to deal with it too. And you know, it, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. So yeah, not, not absolutely destroying the people that are helping you get there, you know, and then if, if, if it happens, you know, realizing that and, you know, taking action towards making that better too, or being better the next time as well. hundred percent, hundred percent. But I mean, like, I don't remember who has this quote, but you learn something new every day and it is so true. And if you don't, then fucking teach yourself something because you need to learn something new every day, right? You can never stop learning. The day you stop learning is the day you die. Yeah. And if it's not claimed, uh, we'll just put Dirtbag Luke Payne. Yeah, Dirtbag's Media. There we go. Yeah, dirt, yeah Dirtbag's Media as the little claim. TM at the end of it. Yeah. There you go. No, I mean, all in all, everybody in like, like we always talk about too, Luke, there's on social media, on, you know, LinkedIn, whatever, maybe everybody shows all the good. And that was going back to my earlier point. A lot of people like to know that they're not the only ones that are having these things happen to them. So again, like James's podcast, I feel like so many people related to that. That's where we got a shit ton of downloads from, but it was so real. And again, that's what we're trying to do is bring the realness of the industry into a podcast to where if people are listening, they can reach out to hopefully we can pair them with someone that'll help make it easier. Yeah. And shout out to James. I mean, daddy James, he, he is a father yes. now and he, uh, I, I, I always send him a screenshot cause he, his podcast, um, I think it's diving into the business struggles or something like yeah. that. It's still at number one. So I always yeah. send him a screenshot. I'm like, you're still hanging on, man. Number and he, still he, he loves it. He loves it, but he's always listening. I saw, um, he, he had his, his little one listening. It was like yep. the day after they had the baby and they're listening to dirtbags podcast. I'm like, to you, good sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Daddy James. I love it. No. And yeah. that's another thing good for, I mean, having a kid and being a business owner, it's not fun, but I mean, I'll say it. James is a, is a great example to look up to. I think he's, I think he's doing wonderful things. I think he's a, just a great solid dude. I feel like all the people that we have on this podcast are great guys. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's cool. That made me think of that actually, and kind of tying into this whole conversation about not getting so caught up in the dollars and cents, but really just, yeah, the relationships and knowing that, you know, charge for what you're worth, but also you'll take care of the other person. Um, you know, we're, we're building a new website for James and innovative lawn and landscape. And yeah, I mean, he just, he messaged our team and he's like, Hey guys, I'm going to take like a week and a half to get this stuff over to you because we just had, you know, a baby and we're just like, absolutely. Like, no, congratulations. Take the time. I mean, it's just like it, all this shit that we normally get stressed out about, like it's going to get done, take some time, especially in moments like that. Like we want to offer zero stress in his life, especially when he just had a baby. It's like, yeah. we got you covered. Don't worry. We'll keep working. We'll keep doing this. 
you go take care of your stuff. And it's bigger than just these little nitpicky, I don't know, like shit that goes on, like these projects. It's like, dude, sometimes the world is a lot bigger than that. Yeah. Well, and to another point of that, to where James is a great example of having good communication, right? He could have said nothing and was like, I'm with my kid, you know, I'll figure it out later. But no, he's like, hey, I got this going. He kept you guys in the know. And I feel like that's a really good lesson tying into the relationship piece is just keeping your contractors in the know. Even if it's at a you know 9 p.m. on a fucking Sunday yeah. and you're not going to be there on Tuesday, say, hey, just letting you know, just thought of this. That goes a long way, too, because I've had that to where I'm like, I can't get to you. Um, here's my plan. Here's what I got going. Half the time, they're just like, whatever, just let me know when you can get it in. And then the other half are like, nope, that's actually perfect. You know, so right. communication is a huge thing. Again, tying back into keeping that relationship thing, that goes a long way. Dude, this is for anyone listening. If you're able to, if you have the chance, do your absolute best not to ghost people. Like even just tell them no, or just tell them like, that's too expensive or tell them, this isn't the right time. And, you know, I, I get to work with a lot of you guys listening. And so it's like, it, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like I could care less if it doesn't work out because of the money. It's like, yeah, no problem. Like let's wait till you get enough money to make it work. But when we, when we just get ghosted, it's like, that is the worst. Like at least just say, Luke, it's not the right time or whoever you're talking to, like even just say no, like that's too expensive. So that is, that is probably one of my biggest pieces of advice because it just keeps that relationship going. Like it, then I won't have to banter you for the next year. It's like, just, just tell it, tell it straight. Honestly, like be a man, be a woman, like just yeah. say it like it is. And they'll thank you for it because nobody wants to waste their time. Just beating around the bush. Dude, you said it. And Taylor said that in the last podcast, be a fucking man. Right. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Like it, it is literally just being a man about things, doing the hard things, understanding that as a man or a, or a woman, whoever you are, it you have to do the tough things. Right. And in my opinion, that's not very hard. If you were yeah. too expensive and I didn't want to do it, I feel like I owe that to you and say, I can't do this at that time to where you're not going to be like, Oh man, can't believe you can't afford this. You know, you're just like, Nope, that's totally fine. Appreciate your time. Because then there's still a relationship there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, like, especially in my position, like I want to help as many contractors as I can, whether they work with us or not. Like I, I want to help in any way I can, but it, in the back of my head, I get this like a little bit of saltiness when we, you know, we've sent three or four messages. I'm like, do you still want to move forward? Like, I know you said, yes, like, just, just tell me yes or no. Like, trust me, you won't hurt my feelings. And I think, I think people are just too scared to hurt other people's feelings, or they just, they think they're, they're just going to hide and and ghost people. So don't do that. Say no and move on with your life. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Don't go ghost mode. We don't, I'm sorry, but I don't like those people. If I text something or if I need something, and I don't hear back, and it's pretty urgent, fuck you. That's actually happening to Cole right now on one of our projects. And this is a messed up situation. And Luke, I was talking to you about hell week, and this is like hell month, man. But what happened was, dude, September, fucking spooky season. It's almost there. But (laughs) what happened was we have to cross a water line with a sewer line, right? And 
that's not supposed to happen just in case something breaks for contamination mm -hmm. purposes, whatever. But we're finding out that whoever put in this water line just threw it in. There was, there was no, like they didn't put it in the correct specs for height wise. So that mm -hmm. honestly, that fucked us right now. Like we are at a standstill. We can't do anything. We have to get a whole new design plan for it. It's just terrible. So our general contractor is like, here's who you need to talk to to figure out what needs to be done. And Cole is kind of headed that up. And the dude is literally cold shouldering him. Like Cole has called, Cole has emailed, Cole has texted. He's done everything he can. I don't think he's sent a fucking piece of mail, but I don't think he has he to. Should. <laughs> he should probably at this point. But I remember we were on the phone before this because we were figuring out some pricing. Um, and he goes, Luke, I called him. And after one ring, it went immediately to voicemail. I was like, he oh. just and there's, and there was no on his end, like this has to get done. Like this right. is, this is a very important thing. And that has been expressed to him. And he's been in touch with our general contractor. He just doesn't want to talk to us for some reason, but there has been no correspondence as to why he hasn't responded yet, but we can't move forward until we get a hold of him. So we're just like, what the fuck? And again, it's, I would, I, if I could talk to that guy, I would say, be a fucking man and tell me why you're not answering your phone. Tell me why you're not answering your emails. Like I have expressed to you, Cole has expressed to you that this is very important. And that is your job to answer these questions. That's an extreme yeah. case, but it's literally being a fucking man. Dude, when you, when you flip the script like that and you think about the other person's shoes, it's like, okay, what's like the least thing you could want? It's just like a text saying, Hey, super busy. Can I call you in five or can I yeah. call you at like tonight or whatever? And just like, at least have the simplest form of communication and just yeah. like talk through the situation or whatever it is, even if everyone's busy, but when it's been that long, I mean, obviously you're just not busy. You're, you're ghosting, Literally. ghosting the other person. I've gotten to the point and I know many people can attest to this, but if I'm like on the phone with somebody, I have like one of those pre-written like messages that you can send where it's like on other line, call you back shortly yeah. and that'll text them. And yeah. then it instantly sends me a reminder 15 minutes because yeah, there's times I do forget that you called because I'm immersed in other things, but it's nice. I mean, I need to have that because there is time right. where I'm like, fuck, I forgot to call you back. But yeah, I mean, it's as simple as that. It takes two minutes for something like that to be set up. Dude, not to keep going further into this conversation, but one quick tip that I've learned um, especially with invoicing, if you're trying to get paid, don't be afraid to send reminders every single day. Um, I, somebody told me yes. that and I, I thought it was rude, especially if it's overdue. I mean, you're owed that money. If it's a net 30, net 60, whatever it is, I have learned that the more annoying you are, the quicker you get paid and want to pay you. They, and, they don't want yeah, the reminders. on the flip side too, I've had a lot of contractors tell me, Hey, Luke, don't be afraid to like, don't be afraid to remind me. I get 200 emails a day. I lose your email. Like just get it to the top of my inbox. I'll get yep. you taken care of. Like most people are good people. Most people will get you paid. Most people have good intentions. And so go that extra step, be a little bit annoying, especially when it comes to payments. every day. Yeah. Dude, and I it's love like, that. That's what reminded me when you said about that text thing, um, that it reminds you after 15 minutes, because mm -hmm. it's a true thing. I mean, people are fucking busy and if you can make their life just a hair simpler of like, Oh yeah, I got to pay that. It's a top main box. Yeah. 
boom, card details, done. Yep. I mean, that's you're on, honestly helping them check that off their list. But obviously, there are some eggs out there that you know there maybe are. aren't as there aren't as good. But mm-hmm. at least uh, you can kind of sort them out if they receive a reminder every single day. Correct. And to another point to that, I I need to start doing that because our balance sheet is just cal- it's just growing and growing and growing for receivables. And I'm like, what the fuck, right? Yeah. So. If I send in a reminder every day, yeah, that's going to get people annoyed. And honestly, I don't care. That's yeah. money that you owe me. That's not me just like, hey, can you spot me a quick 30000 hey, Yeah. Hey, by the way, like, it, no, it, and I had to have that mindset change probably a few months ago. Um, we finally, you know, got to that point of like, okay, sweet. We have receivables. Like, this is awesome. And I was like, wait, this we isn't awesome. Those. These yeah. are all overdue. Yeah. And then, yeah, somebody told me like, Luke, in, like they owe you the money. We've already agreed on the contract. They already agreed to pay you. It's overdue. Be respectfully as annoying as possible because they will get you paid. And yeah, it's just, you know, go, so now I just go in and I just send the reminder and I, you know, and then I hand it to our CFO. I'm like, okay, let's, let's keep this going. It's not rude. It's not trying to be mean. It's, it's just like, nope. it's honestly helping them be like, Hey, by the way, just reminding you, this is due. Let's yep. get this cleared up. And you also got to take care of yourself, take care of your business, take care of your family. When is the best time to send those reminders? I've been testing it out. That's a great question. So I've Dude, been doing, I'm thinking of like myself and I'm down on my computer. I feel like every night after like six 30. So if yeah. I were to get like a reminder at like six 45, seven, and it came up, I'd be like, well, fuck, I got my checkbook and all my shit right here. I might as well make that out. Yeah. Sundays have been Sundays. great. Um, if, if they're willing to actually pay you, like, obviously, like I said, there's bad eggs out there that maybe going through some other stuff, but, um, Sundays, because like you said, they're watching Sunday night football, or maybe they, maybe they just got home from a job. Typically they're like at home and maybe on their computer. Um, for me, that's been good. I also work with a lot of subcontractors. So, you know, it, during the week, it's tough to determine like when's the best time because they're typically out in the field, out in the skid steer gets yep. tough, but you know, there's, there's just that trust too. I mean, th- they don't want to owe people money. They don't want people to be hurting. So the more I kind of remind them, it's like, okay, yeah, we should get this guy we should, paid. We, yeah. we agreed on that. Yeah. No, I agree. I actually really like that because like you said, that's money owed. But then yeah. when you remind them, like you said, there are bad eggs out there and we run into quite a few of them to where it sucks when you don't get paid because obviously, and, and that brings a whole nother point of things too, of like taking deposits. And if somebody doesn't want to send you a deposit, don't fucking do work for them anyway, because chances yeah. are you're not going to get paid. But um, God, I had a really good fucking point and I forgot about it. Um, too yeah. Many too many sorry about the blank um yeah usually this happens like towards the end of the podcast dude how come it's every time that you and i are recording podcasts i feel i'm not like drunk but i'm like okay yep yep little four whiskey poos in me and i'm I'm getting there but i I go jump in the pool i go jump in the pool i go jump in the pool there's a pond that's like two tenths of a mile away from us is it frozen yet no it's not frozen but it is getting close it was like 38 degrees here this morning no Um, way yeah, dude, it was cold. It's supposed to be like 36 tomorrow. It was so, yeah. it was 104 today. Well, you're also in Arizona and we that's, are in fucking true. North Dakota. But yeah, um that's true. That brings up, I think James actually said the shout out James on this podcast. We're really yeah 
the James really show. Plugging in here, the James show. Uh, but people don't start fucking you until times get tough. He said that on his podcast, and that is so true to where, you know, even on, I'm thinking on my end, how can I avoid that? Do I need to start taking more of a deposit? Do I need yeah. to, do I need to have a credit card on file to where if you don't pay this in the 30 days, I'm going right. to have it in my contract and say, I'm going to charge that credit card this amount. Which uh, to that point, is that so bad? Is that so wrong? Like, no, if it's I not don't paid, think so. We, we charge it and it's like, it's not especially, so that's kind of what we're working through right now. Cause we're, we're kind of getting hosed on, on one deal. And it's like, all of a sudden I look back, I'm like, we didn't take a initial deposit. It's been two, three months and we're owed a bunch of money. It's like, Oh shoot. Like how did this even happen? But yeah. if you have it worded and you know, this is when times aren't as great, you have these things ready to go. Hey, if we don't get paid after the net 30 and it's been another 30 days, like maybe we'll give another 30 day grace period. Yep. We obviously already have this card on file. We will need to charge it. Maybe not for the full amount, but for a quarter of the remainder yeah, amount, just something of the remainder or whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. Something to cover your butt, but what we're running into right now and what probably other people listening are running into is like, when it does come 60 days overdue and they don't have a payment on file and they don't have anything in writing, it's like, you're kind of helpless. Like they can just you pay are. you whenever they want. Yeah. And even if you send a lawyer, it's like, you're still not going to get paid right away. So yeah, it just becomes difficult. So being as prepared as you can upfront is what I, I think is, is, is a great uh, preparation. Yeah. I've had on kind of a weird topic again, but I've had a couple people reach out and I've actually done it once this year already is just sending people to small claims court. Oh yeah. Yeah. If they're over uh, on my period, if you were over 90 days late on an invoice, oh, yeah, I'm, that's I'm sending you to small claims. I don't care if it's a thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't care if it's 25,000. Actually, I don't think you can do small claims at 25 grand. I think it's like 15 is your most, but I, I really don't care. That's money that you owe me. Call me a douchebag for that. If you can't afford um, it, don't call me in the first place. So I, I did it to a guy and I'm waiting to hear back what happens, but I've had a couple of people say, Hey, this guy is, you know, 65, 70 days late, Luke. I can't, you know, he's blocked my number. I can't get a hold of him. Mm -hmm. And I've told them, I said, do you have their address? Do you have their name? Yep. Yep. Okay. Just send them to small claims. Have the, have the local police or sheriff's department serve them the papers, and then it's off on you. They get to yeah. pay for your loyal fee or your lawyer fees, and they get to pay for what they owe you. And when it goes to that step, you know, obviously it sucks because you got to take some of your time, but then at least you're getting paid and people yeah. know you're serious. And it, some people I've told that to, and they're like, God, that's really shitty of you. I'm like, it's really shitty not to get paid. So how yeah. is it shitty of me to, you know, get what's owed to me? So yeah, it, it reminds me of a little bit of Taylor's episode that we recorded this last episode. Um, he's kind of just saying, he's like, Hey, it's business. Like it he is. was talking yep. in that, in his context, he was uh, having to, if he had to lay off guys in the winter and he's like, my guys know if there's no work, we can't hire a guy or we can't have you on. And if there is work, we'll have you on. And so his, his mindset is like, it's business. I'm not going to keep you on if it means we're ruining the business, if, Correct. if it means we're going to shut down this family business. So it, there is that point where it's like business is business. Mm -hmm. If you're owed something, you need to get paid. And if you need more leverage, I think that's a really good strategy. It's like, Hey, if, 
especially if you're 90 days overdue. I mean, you, you do need to get paid. You know, there are options of, you know, different collections agencies, but sometimes all they need is a strongly worded letter from your lawyer and just being like, we're going to proceed with this route and you'll get paid. Yep. A hundred percent. And it's worked. I mean, but again, you know, like Taylor's episode, being a fucking man, you know, business is business. It's, it's nothing personal, right? It's not, if, if I take somebody to small claims court, it's not because I hate that person or I have something out for that person. I just want to get paid. And that is there. That system is there to make sure that I do get paid or at least, you know, give me some justification as to why they can't. Right. Because most of the time they probably fucking ghost mode you to when you're trying yeah. to get paid and they're like, oh, don't care. Don't care. What are they going to do? It doesn't, what are they doesn't matter. Do? They see no re- repercussion if they yep. don't pay you. But if yep. all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, okay, maybe we should pay. It's like, yeah, of course you should. Yeah, you get should it done. get it paid. Yeah. And um, on in my end of things, that only happens when I don't take deposits. Right. And, and I feel like, like these people will contact me to where we've done smaller projects for, and I'm like, yep, you know, I, I have no problem helping you out. But every time we have done that, it's been so slow to be paid. And a half the time it's like emergencies too, to where I'm like, yep, no problem. We'll get you taken care of. But I think I have to take a step back as a business owner and say, okay, yep, we'll get to you. I need this before we start. I don't care what you say. This is what I need. So maybe that's a lesson I need to learn a little bit more as well. Yeah. And, and honestly make it easier on them too. just be like, this is what we need. Like they'll understand, especially if it's an emergency, be like, this is what we need. Send them a link through the text or however you're communicating them with them to your QuickBooks invoice that covers whatever percent down you're looking for to cover your expenses and probably a little bit of a buffer. Send that to them. They can quickly whip out their card, get it paid, get it done. Okay. Now can you come out? Yep. We're there. Uh, It, they have no excuse not to pay it because it takes 10 minutes, not even five minutes to get that paid. And if it's an emergency, you'll get paid a lot quicker before than after. Correct. And that brings, we've had a lot of good points this episode. These are great points. These if anyone's still points. listening, I mean, yes. good for this you. Is, this is a are, longer one, but there's these are gold nuggets. On one. But shout out to one of our other partners, Jobber. We use Jobber on the Western side. And if we send like a quote to somebody, you send it in mm-hmm. a form of a quote, it tells you when they open it. It tells you when they viewed that email. Mm-hmm. I love that because then they can't come back to me and be like, oh, sorry, you know, must have been in my junk. Didn't see it. No, it fucking didn't. It said you opened it 926 at 913 in the morning. Yep. You saw that. And there's record of that. So shout out to Jobber because I love that feature. Yeah, Jobber is awesome. And for anyone listening, if you're not using Jobber and you're just kind of doing like pen and paper type still, go to our so our link tree and on our Dirtbags Instagram, on our Dirtbags podcast, I believe we have our link tree. It'll have our Jobber. We've got our partnership code in there. Go click on that. Go sign up for them. They'll give you a free trial. I mean, it's they keep it super simple. It's for it contractors links to your QuickBooks. It's like, it'll make you feel like if you don't feel like it already, like it'll make you feel like a legitimate, like enterprise, a business, like that's running smoothly. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I love it. They have the, the systems they have within Jobber do really help. Cause again, you can have like Cole and I have six different jobs that him and I can plug you know, different timesheets into the guys can clock into different jobs. We can put different, different expenses into different projects. So we know what like actual true cost is. 
Um, again, you can send those quotes. It shows when people send those quotes. You can send a or set a schedule. So they've got a they've got a shit ton of features. And I'll give Cole a shout out again for the fourth or fifth time, whatever it is. He's five still or six, teaching yeah. me how to use that because there is. I mean, it's you can't just go into something and know everything. To where he's like, no, Luke, this is what this does. Here's how you do this. Here's what you have to do to achieve this. So it is a little bit of a learning curve, but once you right. get it down, love it. So yeah, and to, to, yeah, shout out Jobber to relate it to my industry. It's like us web designers using WordPress. Yep. If you don't, you won't understand it right away, but everyone uses it. So you can, there's, there's questions out there. There's answers, there's forums, there's people, there's people in the industry using it. So don't go use a brand new project management tool for your construction business. Like go with what's working, go with who every, almost everyone is using. And then if you want to branch off from there after a year or two, yes, you can, as you grow. But I mean, especially when you're starting out and you're in the seven figure range, I mean, jobber has been solid for That's all 180 bucks a month too. Yeah. Okay. Throw your card information in and forget about it because it really does help. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've been diving in on this podcast. I can't believe uh, that was a good yeah, one. If anyone's still listening, go subscribe to all of our channels, um, uh, YouTube. I mean, yeah, the podcast has been blown up, which has been awesome. I was going to say this at the beginning, so it's probably not the best at the end, but That's okay. um, no, it helps too. When, when people ring the bell, they notify um, whenever we put something out because you see that those first day downloads just skyrocket. So, yep. um, and then you know, one day we're going to get axed by Instagram and it's going to, all of a sudden we're going to be shadow banned and anything we post isn't going to go out. So having these other channels where you have subscribers really helps. So yep. it uh, just keeps fueling the business, man. Keep us rolling guys. And again, we say it every episode, but if you have topics, if you have people that you want to listen to their story, tell us these things. So then we can get you the information that you're looking for. Right. Because if you don't ask, the answer is always no. But in this case, if you don't tell us what you're looking for, we can't help you. But that's what we're here for is to help. Yeah. And we've had a solid amount of messages come in and we've addressed every single one. So we, yep. we want to help out in any way we can. Uh, we've got some some great guests, some dirty, greasy dirt bags coming on soon. And it's going to be it's going to be awesome. So I'm but. Excited. We also, yeah, it's, it's more, it's less about the guests, in my opinion, more, yep. more about the topics that we're covering and the content we're putting out. So yeah, definitely keep sending them over. Um, and yeah, we'll keep answering them. Amen, brother. Well, I think we, we call this one a podcast. I think we're over an hour at this point. So I hope people are still listening to us here. Yeah, dude, that went quick, but no, I think, I think these ones are always always fun always good to catch up and obviously we talked for like an hour before this so we're yeah. we're still going we're still going all right cheers brother appreciate your time right. cheers see you dirtbags